a podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from 8 Mile is your co-host, Nick Slim Shady Richardson. It's B-Rabbit, actually. B-Rabbit. Bitch. Bunny Rabbit. Still, that movie is fucking awesome. Love that movie. I don't know. I haven't seen it in like seven or eight years. But I every once that. in a while, I'll, I'll like, go on and watch the battle clips. It's like a hundred. I watched that shit like a hundred times. Isn't Anthony Mackie in that? Yeah. Pop a dot. Upac. He's a Upac. comedian. Upac. None. Well, he was Tupac in the Biggie movie too. He really is a chameleon. Yeah, I like Anthony Mackie. I, I've, I don't think I've ever seen him and been like, oh, Anthony Mackie's in this. I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, the dude sucks. Yeah. That hasn't happened. Uh, so we are discussing something very near and dear to all of our hearts, all of us white millennials' hearts. Uh, <laughs> it's Eminem. We're doing a selective listening on his 2013 song, Rap God. Uh, and selective listening is a series where we take a song, any song, and we break it down line by line and interpret the meaning behind each line or phrase from our point of view. We don't do any research or anything like that. We just... Well, I, I send Nick a list of all the lyrics and we both just and like we kind of break them up into to different lines and stanzas and we, we just kind of put our own spin on it and try to think of what the artist meant by it uh, based on our prior knowledge of whatever goes into it. I have a feeling a whole lot of it's going to be he was angry about something. He was angry and he thinks he's better than everyone. That That's pretty much this whole song. Literally. Hence the title. <laughs> um... I'll have to admit, on this particular song, I've done some prior research because when it first came out, I was trying to learn all the lyrics. I didn't have kids yet, so it was a lot easier. Uh, I had time to like do stuff like that. So I'd spent a lot of time <laughs> on the Rap Genius page for Rap God like as I'm listening to it, trying to keep up with him in my head. Uh, but that was like eight years ago, and most of that knowledge just slipped out. Isn't that crazy how – I feel like I... – it's I, I don't know. I looked at the date of when it was released. It's just like, no shit. Yeah, I thought Has it was it like 2015, 2016. I thought no, it was like 2017, man. Time yeah. fucking flies. Uh, so we've done three previous selective listening episodes so far. Episode 109, we did Hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. That was in June, uh, June 1st, 2020. Episode 117, we were back with Loser by Beck. That was August 3rd, 2020. And then episode 125, we did the Monster Mash as part of a Halloween uh, month. So don't just think we're out here like doing random ass halloween songs like it, it was halloween week we had to get a song in there and that's by boris pickett we did that in october uh, october 5th 2020 so if, if you want to check out other if you like this one and want to check out some other ones we did go check those out they're a lot of fun most of them are about basically sex and chicks yeah. especially I think the loser might have been the funnest one we did yeah, that was <laughs> monster mash is definitely about sex and chicks yeah i mean that and was monster dicks I, I thought that was the funnest one <laughs> that one was pretty fun too because that one there, there wasn't a lot of like interpreting to do so we just started making shit up yeah that was a lot of fun that's a good yeah, point. loser was deep <laughs> <laughs> uh so the song rap god was released on the marshall mathers lp 2 uh, in October, on October 14th, 2013, this song was released directly to YouTube, um, I believe right at the same time as the album, but but maybe a little bit before. Uh, it, it, it was hit before. Some yeah, it was before? Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I heard it until the album actually dropped, because that was when that, that was in that stage where I wasn't looking for new music, so unless an album dropped, I didn't know it existed. I heard he released, I heard, I just read that he was releasing a new album 
and uh, I remember buying it, and I have not listened to the album. <laughs> I listened to the song like like seven or eight times. That's about it. Yeah, feel pretty I bad know. about that. That's okay. Uh, so it charted uh, on the U.S. Hot R&B and Hip Hop all the way up to number two. Uh, got all the way up to number seven on the U.S. Hot 100, number one in the U.K. R&B, and number 53 in the Netherlands. They're getting down. But the stats on this song are ridiculous. Yes. It ha- so, for example, I listened to this on YouTube at 6.15 p.m. Central Time, and it had 1,203,835,440 views. I listened like to a it million ag- of those are probably me. Uh, dude, it, listen to this. I, ha- I can quantify you exactly here. By 7.20, I listened to it again, and it was up to 1,203,000. Million eight hundred and fifty one thousand six hundred and fifty two, so sixteen thousand two hundred and twelve listens in a little over an hour. That's insane, dude. For an eight year old yeah. song, Calvin, you, you have a problem, man. You really need yeah. to chill out with that Eminem shit. <laughs> My bad. Uh, it's just the song, I don't listen to anything else. That's a lie. It's this and Haley's song, those are the only two I listen to. That song is a banger. I, I literally just like the first one that came to the top of my head randomly was the one I picked. Um, it was nominated for a Grammy for best rap performance, but it lost to Kendrick Lamar's eye, which that's fair. Five and a half times platinum just in the U S. So it sold this song alone, sold five and a half million copies. Sold. The shit was pirated 550 million and a half times. Yeah. And, and yet it still sold five and a half million. That's legit. Is Platinum only a million? Yeah. Man, record sales aren't what they used to be. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, you don't you don't see that kind of work nowadays. Uh, but that that's pretty insane. Uh, so I had to, because Rap God is so dense, I had to add some uh, a new little section here to our other uh, to like our other selective listening. Uh, I didn't really do this part, but for this, I had to uh, I had to add some fun facts for rap god oh shit it entered the guinness world record book for having the most words in a hit single at 1560 songs in just over six minutes that is belligerent what it's is this? so many Ugh. it's like literally word vomit yes yeah. but he it's cohesive but like if if you slow it well not if you slow it down if if you're reading the lyrics while he's going you feel everything like i know every word to the song but i there's no way i can keep up with him i do not know every word of this song it i i try i do my best but it's i don't succeed too well because he's talking too fast yeah that that's fair uh, i know every word to the song because i i've read the lyrics over and over like when it first came out i lived on this page. every time i heard the song i would i would read the lyrics with it trying to learn them uh so another reason why i can't keep up the song's tempo is 148 beats per minute. Uh, an average pop song is 116 beats per minute, and for rap, it's like 80 to 110 beats per minute. And I just got those. I I did a very quick Google search of what's the average pop song beats per minute and what's the average rap song beats per minute. So he is well above both of those thresholds. Yeah, I mean, no shit, dude. <laughs> He's the pop of pop right there with those beats per minute, bro. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that rap is slower than your average pop song. Definitely not. 
you get those really shitty super slow rappers so it's just uh that's uh, fair I mean Gucci his beats per minute is Ugh. probably like 35 yeah that's fair Maybe a that's fair more. um and so the last thing that I want last fun fact here in the verse that begins at 426 uh right when he says supersonic speed JJ fad he raps 97 words in the next 15 seconds at an average of six and a half words per second which he describes as supersonic speed that's fair yeah, yeah. that's that's fucking accurate faux show <laughs> that's accurate as fuck so just any before we get into lyrics any thoughts uh when rap god first came out that we haven't already covered anything that you think about the song now you got anything else to add before we actually get into breaking it down Honestly, I was really happy to see this come out because I uh, I was a huge Eminem fan growing up, and when Relapse and what was the other one? Um, uh, fuck, it's not Rebirth. That's Lil Wayne. Um, but re something. I, yeah. I, remember, I remember when I Relapse came out. Talking. Dude, I was so pumped. I went to the midnight release at Best Buy. When that was still a fucking thing, and I remember sitting recovery. in my recovery. Both those albums were shit, but I remember sitting in my buddy's basement, like seven of my friends, and we're just trying to like it so much. And yeah, I went through that. I definitely uh, went through that with Relapse as well. Of like, I remember when it came out. I remember I had just moved in with my parents, uh, like after college. And I would drive around the shitty little town that they lived in, and I would listen to it, and I'd be like, "No, this is really good. like White Trash Party is good." Uh, song is awful, the, dude. Crack a bottle. A, crack a bottle. Dude, yeah, it's Fifty Cent and Dre with him. Come on, it's good. Dude, it's that good. song is fucking <laughs> awful. Uh, Underground, still... great song. Like I'm just like trying to bury it in my head to that. Yes, the, these are good. This is the Eminem I love, and it's it wasn't true. So not, man. I remember my buddy Conrad. We were sitting there, and we'd listen to the whole album twice, and halfway through the second time, he's like, "Yo, dog, this album fucking sucks." <laughs> Connie, <laughs> and put it out was there. Just like, thank God, Conrad. Thank God, man. Someone thank had to you, say Connie. that. I was, I was in denial for the longest time. So when this came out and I saw it was so successful, and I, I had heard bits and pieces of it, and I was like, okay, you know, that's that's good for him. I'm glad to see that he's not totally irrelevant and not fucking destroying his life doing crazy amounts of drugs. Yeah, I think this was as back as he could have gotten from where he was. And even like Jay Z, the, the Blueprint Three was was good, but he never got fully back to where like uh, Life and Times Volume Three was, or where the Blueprint was. Um, and even like he, even the Blueprint Two was not as good as either of those. So he was starting to fall off. And then he came back and he released uh, Show Me Got What You Got was the single, and I don't remember the album that he came back with, but it it was just not very good. Oh, Kingdom Come, that was it. And then he did the American Gangster soundtrack, and then finally Blueprint 3, and it was so much better than Kingdom Come and the American Gangster soundtrack that you, you like, bought into, like, okay, yeah, he's really back. And that's kind of what Marshall Mathers LP 2 was for Eminem, too, is it's it's not his best work, but it's so much better than the preceding two albums oh, that you're just shit, like, yeah, all right, great, yeah. It was just like, thank God, dude. Thank God. Uh, I, I'm with you. I love this song when it first hit. Uh, I still do. Um, again, I listened to it on repeat so much, and I was obsessed with trying to learn the lyrics. 
he molds the words together so well and he does this thing where he makes words rhyme that don't actually rhyme by tweaking his accent just a bit or using like a different version of the word and it's so fucking cool when he does it and as we're going through i'll point them out um it's it's not only on this song but it's kind of in all of his music as well but we'll really see he does i think he does the best job of it in this song and this is probably in my top three favorite songs ever uh i've I've never put that list together but i think it would rank very high yeah i could probably know what the other yeah i could probably know what the other two of of the top three would be and this is subjective just like ones that make me feel something that that i want to listen to and would never skip i could probably figure those out but i I would really need to do some some deep statistical analysis to to really figure that out you nerd yeah (laughs) i mean that's where i go i'd I'd have to look at how many times i played it (laughs) in itunes i'd have to uh, you know, just give it a rating of what I think about it. I have to look at the lyric. You know, it, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. That's fair. So Maybe before that be last superlative episode, <laughs> my top three favorite songs ever. A statistical analysis. <laughs> that's what everyone wants to read because, and that's what's funny is like music is such like a gut feeling thing of either you like it or you don't, and you know usually right away. Oh yeah. So like to break it down to a statistical analysis would be very uh like nobody would ever read that. <laughs> That'd be incredibly subjective. Yeah. Uh so is Eminem the rap god? Whoa. I think he is a rap apostle. That's fair. So who's the rap god then? He's unknowable, bro. He's the, he is only our Lord and Savior she, in heaven. He is either Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, either is or is not. I bet Jesus could spit some bars. Dude, he, you know he was spitting fucking straight up bars. He was traveling gotta, a lot, talking about magic and wizardry you, and shit. You know just when he's on those long-ass donkey rides between Bethlehem and Nazareth, he's he's just, he's got his little notebook, he's jotting down lyrics. Right. He was the, <laughs> he was the first hipster preacher that was trying to, to be edgy and, and rapping his sermons. They're like, Jesus, your beard, it looks so good. He's like, yeah, I use hemp oil. This shit is fire. <laughs> Shout out Jesus, the, the real rap god. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to hell. <laughs> so, I I disagree with you. I think Eminem is the rap god, and there's not really any challenger to it. He He's able to do things with his lyricism that no one else can do. Kendrick is probably the closest ever, but I don't think he's all the way there yet. Um, I don't know. So I also don't know that Eminem will go down as the greatest rapper ever. That That's not what I'm saying here because he's diluted his market quite a bit with things like relapse and recovering these last two albums that he's done. Haven't been great. And no. infinite. We'll always have infinite. It's Ugh. not good. Um, but I would take Eminem on his best day over any other rapper ever on their best day. See, when you phrase it like that, that's entirely I would agree right, with that, that, but that's a, that's a different question. That's why that that's where I think rap God is, is when he, if his heart is all the way into something and he's really trying to prove a point, like he is on rap God and most of Marshall Mathers LP too. He hasn't, he hasn't done that since, but if, if he's putting his whole heart into it, he's trying to, he's the best there is. Well, I mean, I think part of the reason he hadn't been putting his whole heart into it is because he wanted to do something different, and that's what we see well, with that Marshall drugs. Mathers LP, too. Yeah, I mean, drugs will make you rap like a motherfucker. Drugs are a hell of a drug. It's unbelievable. So is rap. 
and so so the problem with Eminem versus Tupac or Biggie or Jay Z, any of the any of the other you know those top echelon guys is that Tupac sucks. Huh? I said Did it. You said Tupac sucks. I said it. I'm gonna get some hate. You might want to delete that. Someone will just fucking swat no. my house. It's Nick Richardson at alone underscore podcast <laughs> on Twitter. Tupac sucks. That's what he said. Uh, the, Give the, me your the, hate. The problem with comparing Eminem to these other guys is that his lows are way lower than any of theirs. You know, 444 mm. for Jay Z is pretty low, so maybe that bumps them back over Jay Z. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep with the 444 hate as much as I can. Mm. Um. So when you're considering the greatest of all time, I think you have to take the lows into consideration. So Tupac and Biggie, they don't have those lows like Eminem does. Jay-Z doesn't have many lows, but he has some. I mean, uh, Tupac made a lot of shit music, dude. So, Tupac I mean, Biggie... didn't make a lot. So here's the thing. Tupac didn't make a lot of shit music. Tupac made a lot of random shit that he didn't actually complete that got released after he died. That's yeah, that's entirely fair. It's that, hard to that compare he, Biggie. He didn't get and, to put that together. Well, it's hard to put Biggie and Pac in that category with him and Eminem. Right. Then. Jay-Z, well, because they didn't fair. get that. That's, that's a right. long career. Who else has had a relatively long no career? I mean, so so if you're comparing lyricism, then you got Jay Z, Andre 3000. A lot of people. Eminem puts Redman up there, and that's about it. And then Tupac and Biggie are always Redman's in the conversation fine. because they have to be. Um, Evody. No. Not E40. <laughs> and, and, but I think, like, and, and Kendrick. I, Kendrick I mean, hasn't had Kendrick's a long up. enough career yet. I mean, he's gone. He's been out for a while, man. Uh, I think 2012 was when he released Good Kid, Mad City. That was so fucking good. Start to finish, that is such a and, and so he hasn't had any of those lows yet. He hasn't hit that period where it's just, he's putting out music to make money. And he has he has other shit going on, and it's just not very good music. He hasn't hit that yet. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. So, I mean, the, those are those are the three, and but I think again, even Eminem on his best day beats Kendrick on his best day. He definitely beats Jay Z on his best day. Biggie would give him a run for his money, but I think M still wins. I think he destroys Tupac because Tupac wasn't like a off the top of the head kind of person. No. He's not a real cerebral cat. I mean, writing, yeah, but I think spur of the moment, definitely not. All right, so we're about to jump into the lyrics. I got one Immortal technique. Note. I yes. think immortal technique could actually give Eminem a run for his money. Uh, in a battle. Uh, in a straight uh, in, up, in, a, in the middle maybe. of the road battle. Except Eminem brings with him, if there's a crowd around, Eminem's got the crowd right away. Because Unless it's, it's in New Eminem. York. It depends on the ground. If it's in Detroit... Hundred percent. If it's in New York, that's a it's in the technique. shelter, across from Eight Mile. Then that, that's that's in. Brother, Kai Pfeiffer's there being the DJ. Too. Oh hell yeah! There's a lot of people who are like Lupe Fiasco is a great lyricist, but Fuck, he doesn't he doesn't have the the career to back it up like Eminem does. So I, I think it takes both things. You got to have some inspiration that lasts forever. Yeah, inspiration is fleeting. Alright, so we're about to jump into the lyrics. One final note before we do, there's some rough language here with and kind of being thrown around uh, by Eminem, not us, throughout the song. So usually in uh, rap songs, we replace the N-word with dude, but we're not going to do that here because with Eminem, it kind of messes up the flow and meaning of the preceding and following lines because Eminem kind of plays on multiple meanings and sounds of words. 
they are more integral parts of his rhyme scheme in almost every case that they show up. Uh, the N-word in most rap songs usually isn't integral. It can very easily be replaced or taken away, and you don't screw up a flow. So what we're going to do, because we're sensitive to everything that's going on in the world, is we're going to bleep them out in the final version of the episode. So we'll say them as we walk through the lines um, so that the line makes sense while we're talking to each other, but then we'll bleep the final product uh, just so we don't offend anyone. If you have a problem with the way we choose to do this, focus all of your blame and hatred on Eminem, not us. He said the words. We're just trying to do the best <laughs> we can. It was him! Fuck yeah. him! He even claimed at one point in an interview that he wasn't trying to use these words derogatorily because he never associates them to mean homosexual or mentally challenged. He's basically saying he's using them to, as a stand-in for lame and dumb. Uh, but we understand how that can get misconstrued and still be perceived as hateful, even if the intent was not to be hateful. So we're going to bleep them out because it's easy enough to do, and we're not trying to be hateful. That's a wonderful way to say it. Thank you. And don't worry, every fuck and shit will be fully represented here. I have a whole lot of them built up, ready to fucking go, my guy. Well, let's go. I'm going to start it off with the lyrics, with the uh, little intro here. Look, I was going to take this easy on you, not to hurt your feelings, but I'm only going to get this one chance. You come in with the little parenthetical there. Six minutes. Six minutes. There we go. Something's wrong. I can feel it. Six minutes, Silver Shady. You're on. Just a feeling I've got, like something is about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is, a, if he is as bananas... I can't even get through the intro where he's not even rapping. And if he is as bananas as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You're just what the doc ordered. Uh, this is Eminem coming out, transforming into the rap god. He's got six minutes to blow our mind. He's ready to do it. Kick us <laughs> off here. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god. A rap god. This you don't is, have to sing. Just read them. Uh, fuck you, man. I'm going to sing it <laughs> to start. I will speak the rest of it, but give me this, man. <laughs> All right. Sing the whole thing. Six minutes. All Slim my Nicky, people from the front to the back, not back, not Six hard. minutes, Slim Nicky. You're on. Bitch. Fuck you. All right. Now you're now your turn. It, you, didn't, you didn't do those lyrics. I did it. Oh, do I gotta do... Sorry, there's lots of spaces here. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god. <laughs> rap god. All my people from the front to back nod, back nod. So, he's vibing, dude. He's feeling yeah. himself. He's like, he's vibrating a little bit, and people are just like, whoa. What yeah. the fuck? And, you know, his eyes are shifting under his eyelids, so people are a little weirded out, but you know, some other people are feeling it. They're They're in the back, they're like, okay... I'm I'm here for this. Yeah, that that yeah he's the rap god's here. Nod your heads because your mind's about to get blown, right? I mean, I would assume that they're there for a specific reason, and he probably sent out pamphlets. It was like, hey, I'm the rap god. You're gonna see some shit. Rap god's coming. You better yeah, you better nod your heads when I start singing, guys. I'll give you five dollars. Now, who thinks their arms are long enough to slap box? Slap box. So this, the arms in this are metaphorical. Obviously, he's asking other rappers if they can lyrically reach him to slap box him and guess what they can't not on this song not on your life kid they said I rap like a robot so call me rap bot this little 
It's kind of one of the few. This is a lame ass line. He's got a couple lame lines in here, but <laughs> they, but like the flow, they they work within the flow. When we're just reading them, they absolutely don't. It sounds like he was eating like cornflakes in the morning, and there was like the the funny little puzzle on the back, and he's like, "That's it, dude. Fuck yeah." Robot rapbot. Robot rapbot. Haley, you believe this shit? I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, he... It's very simplistic. Like, he's good at rapping, so he's a robot. Robots are good at things. You would know, wouldn't they, you? Am I a robot? No, but you're in line with them, Mr. Computer Guy. Sure. For <laughs> me to rap like a computer, it must be in my jeans. I got a laptop in my back pocket. Uh, so if he if he is a robot, uh, or a rap bot, then it's like his brain is a computer and that must be in his gene like his dna genes but then he also plays off the homonym of genes and he says the computer the laptop is now in his back pocket of his gene pants and also being so perfect lyrically is in his dna so this is just him playing around with words and i love it you've thought about that line a lot haven't you i mean i i, I did when i wrote this out i mean it's acceptable yeah i would hope so I mean, I, I think you're probably pretty accurate there, and this is the first real great example, and I think that that's perfect to open with verse one, yeah. technically, since that was the opening chorus, and then we move like into it, the first line of the first verse. It's poetic. It's kind, yeah, but it's kind of also nonsense, right? I mean, it's complete. It's complete fucking. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. But he plays on the words so good that it doesn't matter. That it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it still means something. It just doesn't outright mean something it's more of like uh it's this offhand comment that four hours later you're like hey that guy was fucking insulting me you know it's like, it's like one of those things it's very subtle but beautiful at the same time yeah i got gotcha. you my pen will go off when i half cock it i mean this one i don't even really know what the fuck he's talking about he's just he's half thinking about it and he can just write out some serious lyrics yeah, I, I think that's. Guess. Yeah, I think and like the the pen is his gun in this case, right? He doesn't even need to fully load his pen to metaphorically kill other rappers. That was my thought on it. I mean, he might need to after relapse and some some what. Well, yeah, else he he fully was. cocked it on rap god here, so. Yeah, he had to, we're, and we're then good. he talked some shit about it. I don't know. I think I think he could still beat uh, Machine Gun Kelly half cocked. Fuck Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, we got a fat knot from that rap profit. So he's made a lot of money from rap. Uh, again, this is just a very simple line, uh, but he uses these simple lines and rhymes to connect the more complex lyrics and thoughts. So th this one's just a simple kind of connection in there. I mean, he does have a f 210 million is his yeah, net worth. That's, that's a fat a knot. shitload of money. Absolutely a fat knot. Made a living in a killing off it. See the fat knot. Because obviously he doesn't need to do much. Not well, anymore. I like, yeah, no, I, I absolutely. So I like how he made a living and a kill. Cause like when somebody says they're making a living, that's kind of like their day to day job. They get the steady, right, steady paycheck. Eminem has been doing that for decades, but to make a killing off something, that's like a big score almost. Right. People use it. Like uh, if they got a good side gig or they, they bought in on a stock and sold high, like they, they killed it. They made a killing off of it. So Eminem, making money multiple ways off of his rap skills. He he made a living off it for a while, and now he's making a killing off it because he doesn't really have to do anything. He still makes an assload of money from just being Eminem. 
Well, at the same time, he's making a living by these consistent royalties. Mm-hmm. You know, they can they routinely come in. I'm sure he gets some kind of, you know, some kind of paycheck every year for eight mile sales. That movie still sells. Oh, absolutely. And then he's got the killing portion, which is his big album drops. So he's made his That's living fair. throughout, you know, consistent money. And then these big scores, like you say, when his album dropped, the movie dropped. He's, he's probably had eight to ten scores in his career that's, you know, big-time money deals of some sort. So he, he's, he's doing all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, ever since Bill Clinton was still in office with Monica, Monica Lewinsky filling on his nutsack. Uh, Eminem, since, he's been rapping since the late 90s when Bill Clinton was president. And then uh, for, for the listeners... Or on the younger side, in 1998, Bill Clinton had a widely publicized affair with Monica Lewinsky in which she probably rubbed up against his nutsack at some point. So try and get that image out of your brain now. And he's just referencing how long he's been making a living and a killing off it. Sorry, I got all kinds of Monica Lewinsky jokes. Let's hear him. I mean, she was making a living and a killing off Bill Clinton's schlong. Nutsack? No, she was... I like nutsack better. <laughs> I was listening to this podcast breaking that down. They're like, you know, Monica Lewinsky was just such a young, enthusiastic young girl. And I'm just like, oh, God damn it. What the fuck? And then all I could think about is, like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes perfect sense with Eminem. He probably listened to that same podcast. Probably. That's where he got the idea. Well, and I like here – he, he doesn't rhyme his rhyme scheme is very strange here so he rhymes uh, killing off it with office kind of but then the next line nutsack doesn't rhyme but Monica Lewinsky the way he pronounces it rhymes a little bit with office and killing off it so like the way he strings those three lines together rhyming in different places throughout the lyrics it, it, it's just phenomenal and i'm gonna keep well, coming up with things like that and it goes to the next line too between yep. you know monica lewinsky and i'm an mc the way yep. he pronounces yep. that and then he does it in the middle again right so, and then he, I, he kind of rhymes honest with nutsack also well um, no that's what it, it's on his because he kind of says nutsack almost in a parenthetical where you barely hear it so it's like you hear on his is, is kind of the hammer line and then the next one it's honest and it's so amazing really is <laughs> Because I'm an MC, still as honest, but as rude and as decent as all hell. Indecent. Indecent. I'm sorry, I said indecent, but I oh, okay. have a mouthful of nasty Nutsacks. spit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Damn, son, you just fucking slaughtered me. Oh, it was rap god moment. Nutsack is still on until I scroll far enough to get Nutsack off my screen. It's gonna, it's gonna keep happening. Oh, I'll fucking drop a Nutsack or two. Um, so I mean, yeah, Eminem is not afraid to say what the fuck he wants, as evidenced later on in the song. He doesn't give a goddamn shit what anyone thinks, and I think that lends to his honesty. Yeah, about anyone. Yeah, absolutely anyone. He really didn't give a fuck, man. And uh, he is rude as fuck. He doesn't give a shit. I, there was recently he was come out and he told someone basically to go fuck themselves. Uh, I can't remember. It was pretty Donald high Trump profile. Probably. 
I would have loved that. No, it was a high profile person. It was like an an interview, and he basically came on. He's like, "Fuck you, you're a bitch," and they're just like, "Oh, thanks, Eminem." That sounds cool. about right. Like, yeah, fuck you, and the way he flips people off too. If the camera was on, everyone would know. It's very special. S- syllables, skillaholic, kill them all with this flippity dippity hippity hip hop. <laughs> This is just Eminem flexing his ability to construct raps around absolute nonsense syllables, right? He's hanging around Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Flippity dippity hippity hip hop. Yo, flippity dippity hippity hip hop. He's like, oh shit, son, I'm going to write that in a song. <laughs> it's going to be one of my greatest songs ever, and you guys can't do anything about it. Word? Uh, cool. Yeah, he's he's just playing around with, with syllables and sounds right here to kind of set himself up to go into he's he's connecting his last thought to his next thought thought by just kind of playing around with shit and again amazing fucking beast we get it calvin he's amazing all right all right you don't really want to get in a pissing match with this rapidy brat packing a mac in the back of an ack backpack rap crap yap yap yakety yak this is fucking nonsense man it really is when you no, break it down it like this. No, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense, but it is goddamn fucking nonsense. It's like listening to a preacher in the Appalachian Mountains. You don't fucking understand a word of it, but it all makes just sense. Like in re- just like like in Kevin Smith's Red State, right? Pretty much. But so let me just let me just try and do these two sets together real quick, and then you can go into it. So it's syllable skill hall at kill them all with this flippity dippity hippity hip hop. You don't really want to get into a piss and match with this rapidy brat packing a mac in the back of an hack backpack rap crap yap yap yakety yak. Except he does it even faster. Yep, yep, yep. So what do you think your your little stanza meant there? Basically, you don't want to fuck with me, man. You you, you don't. Because I'm in the back of this Acura, which wasn't it an Acura when he jumped out and hit that bouncer? Probably. Pretty sure it was an Acura. Um, you know, with his backpack rap crap. Whack, walking around with his backpack like he did an eight mile. He's no, see, I, I think I think he's there. calling out backpack rappers specifically there. What does I think that he's mean? saying? Backpack rappers are crap. Like Lupe Fiasco is a backpack rapper. Like those those like lyricist kind of indie lyricist type rappers. That makes no fucking sense. Are you ba- Google, a backpack rapper? Google backpack rapper like Tyler the Creator. Those kind of guys. Those are backpack rappers. That's new to me. That sounds dumb. But that makes sense. I can uh, backpack yeah, rap crap. He's he's calling garbage, them crap yappity, because yeah. they're they're usually lyricists over everything else. They don't have any of the production behind it, anything else. They're they're just there to spit hot lyrics. Um, Isn't that what rap basically is? With a combination of flow I mean, have and you meat? heard Future? Not really. <laughs> so that, he does not have dope lyrics. That shit is trash i've heard one that, or that's two my future point songs. like you, you said isn't that what all rap music is and i'm saying future is not that so no all rap okay, music let me is rephrase. not isn't that what over everything else good rap is uh, to me and so you I, yes i thought that was inferred when i said rap because i don't acknowledge that other bullshit to to me and you yes and and like the backpack rappers that it, it that was a trend that started growing like the late 2000 like oh seven oh eight oh nine when like lupe fiasco and wale and those type of people started coming onto the scene and it's like placing lyricism over everything else um so those type of people would probably claim that they're lyrically superior to most mainstream rappers and mostly they'd be right but eminem is telling them to to back off and not try him because he's yeah, not he, most mainstream rappers he's got a shit. mac in the back of an act yeah 
Yakety yak. Don't talk back no more. Uh, and at the exact same time, I attempt these lyrical acrobat stunts while I'm practicing that. Um, he just likes to try shit out, play around with his vocabulary and, and the way words can work, which is pretty much what this whole song illustrates. Literally, as we've yeah. spelled out for you. Yeah. I'll still be able to break a motherfucking table over the back of a couple of f***s and crack it in half. This one's rough, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough grouping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's basically talking, working off that. Like, every line works off the last line. Yeah, and... it, it, this was very hard to break up because it could have been broken up line, like absolutely line by line, or it could have been broken up in like seven lines together. But then those seven lines together, the last three of them, they fit with the first four, but then also the next four from the next set of seven lines. So it was almost impossible to break up. So we, we've got to do our best. Well, I'm doing it here. So yeah, he's basically saying, I'm such a G. This takes such little effort from me that I can do acrobats, acrobatics while practicing your bullshit form of rap and still break a fucking table, still have the, the umph, the gumption to break a table over the back of a couple of uh, I want to say cigarette. Yeah, basically lame ass rappers. Yeah, while, while he's just playing around with his words, he's he's in his sandbox. He's got all these vocabulary words sitting around him. He doesn't care what they are. He can he can still lyrically break tables over several dudes at the same time. Yeah, he's got the he's got the wrestling the metaphor. I think. Yeah. Only realized it was ironic. I was signed to Aftermath after the fact. How could I not blow? All I do is drop F-bombs. Uh, so it took... He, he drops a lot of uh, the, the word fuck a lot in his music. Now that's an F-bomb. Uh, but it took him a while to realize that he was signed to a label that references what happens after an attack when he's usually the one doing the attacking. That's what he's saying here. That's why it's ironic. He's always the one dropping the F-bombs and attacking other people. So it's ironic that he signed to a label called Aftermath. It was full circle, man. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, God, what's the name of... Uh, uh, circle of Life? Blackwater? No, it's basically the... Dick Cheney's company, the well, rebuilt Iraq, supposedly yeah, for billions, after destroying it. That I think that's a, a very shallow reference to you know, Dick Cheney's form of government. Could be. Feel my wrath of attack. Feel my wrath, son. I think it's yep. saying, uh, if I'm attacking you, it's gonna fucking hurt. It's gonna be like the box jellyfish. You're gonna feel this shit forever. Yeah, and it, it's coming soon, that attack. Right. Like, it's 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 on its way here. Uh, rappers are having a rough time, period. Here's a maxi pad. Um, such a great line. Yeah. There really is such a great line, dude. So, it, in... 2013 rap was not in a great state just a rap few was fucking trash months before i think was when kendrick or big sean technically released control but kendrick just destroyed every rapper in the world on it um so the the rest of rap outside of kendrick lamar is not doing well at this point uh, so then he plays on the double meaning of period by saying you know the the actual time period of 2013 is not good for rappers but he then hands them a maxi pad to help stop this period for them uh he, he's just trying to help out you know stop, stop the, the bleeding, bleeding of yeah. me fucking you up yeah or you guys fucking yourselves up with this whack-ass music you've been putting out 
Stop doing it. I know it's making you rich as fuck, but whatever. It's actually disastrously bad. Disastrously, disastrously bad for the whack. I mean, this one's just like a kind of a tosser, I think. A little throwaway line in between yeah. to get him to the next one. It's one of those connective tissue lines. It's exactly what it says. Like, it's it's extremely bad for these people, like you mentioned in the previous line. Yeah. They're they're not doing well. Now that he's back, whack ten rappers better watch out. <laughs> Uh, while I'm masterfully constructing this masterpiece, he's he's coming through with straight up artwork here. And so this is the first great example of him playing with pronunciations because he somehow finds a way to rhyme masterpiece with whack by over exaggerating the with a pseudo French accent on masterpiece. He says masterpiece. So he, it's exas- it's actually disastrously bad for the whack while I'm masterfully constructing this masterpiece. And like he kind of like fades off at the end of masterpiece as he's kind of it, it's it's amazing. I mean, it wouldn't normally fucking work, but it does. It does. If you if you talked like that normally, someone would be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? What is? Uh, are you having a stroke? Are you okay? Like, well, are you and then watching he's so many fucking Orson Welles movies. Like, what's up, man? He's so fast on to the next line that it doesn't it you you don't even have time to think that he said masterpiece. So like that's it, why it's great. Right, if you break it down like we are, then it's like, okay, that's very odd, but when you're listening to it in the moment, it just flows. I always thought, I thought he was, and I, like, this makes no sense within the context of the song, but I always thought it sounded like he was saying, well, I'm masterfully constructing this Master P ad. And I was like, did Master P have, like, some sweet commercial or something in the late 90s that I'm missing out? Dude, I fucking bet he did. I would not be surprised. uh... That's a good song to do selective listening on. Ooh, I could do it. Oh my god, we have so much of this song left. Yeah, we do. Because uh, I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god. All my people from the back nod, back nod. We already covered that. Now who thinks our arms are long enough to slap box, slap box? We already covered that. So you go with the next one here. Uh, let me show you maintaining this shit ain't that hard, that hard. That's a goddamn lie, Eminem. It is that hard. Evidenced by the fact you released two trash albums fair and a lot of a lot of very trash mixtapes have you ever heard an eminem mixtape they are bad they're not great yeah uh it, but in in eminem's mind it's easy for him to keep going at this level because i think it's more like there's so few challengers to his throne at this point i mean fuck dude even his worst is best than 95 percent of the Correct. human race so there's that <clears throat> everybody want the key and the secret to rap immortality like I have got uh, everybody wants to know how he does it pretty pretty simple there like how do you Maybe. do it mate then he's gonna tell us what'll be truthful the blueprints simply rage and youthful exuberance I mean he's full of piss and vinegar yep. that's what drove young, him when young he and was angry younger. is a very good starting place hell yeah that's uh, young angry ambition uh, is really c- quite a powerful motivator. Absolutely. And I think that's really what Eminem did in the late 90s. There wasn't any music for angry white kids, except for like our parents' own rebellious music. Uh, Which is was not how we felt. Well, like I'm not going to go throw on the remote. Right. I'm not going to throw on the Ramones because I feel rebellious. That That's their music. We, we can't listen to that because then it's just accepting their stuff and we're not actually rebelling against them. We're bonding with them. Uh, other rap music kind of told of plenty of angry black experiences 
because most of the rappers before this time were black and you know it's okay but it didn't really hit where we needed it to as young angry white kids and eminem came around and gave us that yeah which i know like i know like i'm not trying to say you should feel bad for angry white kids uh because like angry white kids problems are are not super deep or anything but well that's not fair i mean they're people too oh i mean yeah absolutely everybody needs an outlet and yes everybody's anger is their own anger and you can't judge somebody else's anger and what they're dealing with like that if if somebody's angry they're angry it doesn't matter what caused that anger necessarily and you know you like you said you need that outlet and eminem i think gave a lot of people that that didn't have that in the late 90s i mean anger is a universal thing amongst all men and and women people The, the human race but the relief of that anger is very selective well, and it felt good to, to that there was somebody singing about the same dumb shit that makes us angry, it, it just, as opposed to the serious shit that makes other people angry. Right. And so I mean, I he's had plenty of his own se- serious stuff also. Yeah, but yeah no like, doubt. It's a very fine, the hard line to walk on. So let's 100%. just move to the next thing. Uh, everybody loves to root for a nuisance. So he starts getting actual attention from the pissed off white parents and even Congress which made it even more fun for us pissed off white kids to listen to him because we knew they hated it. Well, and he just, he didn't give a fuck. Oh, fuck absolutely. you. He made I like mean, he made five a song or six called, songs. I don't give a fuck. Well, I mean, he made several songs attacking George Bush, you know, when it was Clinton. I mean, yeah. Every, I remember much watching the, the fucking nine 11 attacks in school. Like I saw the second plane hit in class yeah. and I remember that shit. And just, I was fucking angry at George Bush and he nailed that shit perfectly. Yeah. And, and uh, so, and it's, it's actually interesting that we're doing this right now because literally the same thing is happening with Lil Nas X right now because he trolled the shit out of all these middle-aged white dudes by releasing Old Town Love Road it. first. Then he comes out as gay. And now he's giving a lap dance to literal Satan in one of his videos. And he basically entrapped all these old white dudes for you know kind of going against their morals because everybody loved old town road because they thought he was speaking to them and uh he, he, that that's not him like he just did a song and maybe maybe he enjoyed that song maybe he even wrote that song and he felt it but like i i just loved it and he's just destroying people on the internet for being like oh my kids listen to you and uh how dare you I... dance on the, the lap dance with satan and he's like I'm not your kid's fucking babysitter. Yeah, I think that's great because like that's that, the truth. If your kid is listening and to this song and watching this video and it's inappropriate that's your fault. for them, that's that's on you. Yeah, that's your goddamn fault. I'm still rich as fuck. I wasn't allowed to listen to Eminem. That doesn't mean I wasn't listening to it. That you're goddamn right. That's part of the fun. Exactly. Uh, okay, you're up. hit the Earth like an asteroid. Did nothing but shoot for the moon since. Pew pew. Pew, pew. I was working to it, bro. Pew, 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 pew. I know, I just wanted to get it in there, too. You got to, man. The double pew. Pew, pew. Um, so, I mean, he made a fucking impact whenever he hit the scene. Uh, everybody was talking about Eminem. I can't tell you how many blonde heads I saw walking around. Ugh. And he's he's basically just been working his way up. I wish he'd he had a, a better look impact. for people to copy. Dude, that was trash, man. I'm sorry. I wore so many baggy pants. With it, literally only worked on him. I don't even know that it worked on him. It did not work on him. He's not a handsome dude. That's true. 
I mean, he's still. I mean, he's rich as shit though. Yeah. He's still banging Mariah Carey apparently. Yeah, that's apparently up for debate. I I believe him. Oh, absolutely. I can totally see her being like, well, "Ooh, gross." So I've just just from listening to him and the things he's willing to say and put out there, like I I he has no shame, and and it's almost like the the final battle at the shelter where he's just like, if if you're gonna keep coming at me and like saying i'm gross i'm just gonna put it all out there because it it's not gonna hurt my feelings i don't fucking care and that's what happened you know in the battle scene at the shelter is like i'm gonna take all of your ammo away from you and i think he would do it and i think he has ammo if like if she doesn't shut up about it about how like gross he is and weird he is he's like i already busted my nut i don't give a fuck and i i fully think he is gross and weird probably but like that that's a whole different they shouldn't have to keep saying it I bet he screams at chicks while he's banging them. He's like, "Oh, yeah!" Woo! He's he's probably an angry banger. I would have. He's to probably say. rapping the entire time or jotting down like a rap on their back. It's a bitch. It's fucking sit still. <laughs> MCs get taken to school with this music because I use it as a vehicle to bust the rhyme. Uh, so other such a good line. Too. Other rappers are here to learn from Eminem every time he spits. Uh, the bust the rhyme line is it's either from Run DMC or like Rakim. And he brought it back as a shout out to kind of his roots and his influence is. And uh, that was one of the things that I remember from that when it first came out and I was studying all the lyrics. Uh, but the, the like who actually used that line and where he took it from is a bit fuzzy. But it, it was one of those like high profile late 80s, early 90s rappers uh, that, that used the bust the rhyme line. Well, I think it's a, a call to the younger generation, too, or at least younger lyricists oh yeah the, the whole like, line together it definitely is because i use it as a vehicle to you know bust the rhyme to school so bust these young rappers yeah absolutely now i lead a slap now i lead a new school full of students there you go that plays to exactly what i just said yeah i oh always God. every time i hear the song i think he's about to jump into some x-men reference and he never does Son of a bitch. I don't know why the song doesn't change every time I listen to it. Unbelievable. Something about the way he, he puts, like, the vehicle to bust a rhyme now to lead a school full of students. It, it, like, feels like he's going into, like, a Professor Xavier type thing. I mean, he probably could have. I wish he had. Uh, Me? I'm a product of Rakim, Lakim Shabazz, Tupac, N.W.A., Cube, Hey Doc, Ren, Yella Easy. Thank you. Uh, that shit made zero sense, like, listening to it. It's just like, huh? Yeah, so he breaks it up weird because – let me see if I can do it. I'm a product of Rakim, Lakim, Shabazz, Tupac N, W.A., Cube, Hey Doc, Ren, Yella Easy, Thank You. So – because he rhymes uh, Lakim in the N and N.W.A. and then uh, and then Ren and then Thank You to Cube. Yeah, it's 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 a mess, but it like it it works. Yeah, I guess he's just listening to his influence uh, and basically who he went to school with, right? Who his teachers were. Right, and the Hey Doc Rin rhymes with the start of the next. They yep. got slim. Yep. Inspired enough to one day grow up, blow up, and be in a position to meet Run DMC, induct them into the motherfucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This was another one that was very hard to – like those two sections together were very hard to break up. 
Hall of Fame. Yeah. He just moves so fast, it's really mm-hmm. hard to keep up with him. But, I mean, he, he, he learned from all these people. They got the persona of Slim Shady that led him to this, you know, stardom and basically got him the opportunity to induct Run DMC into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, one of his biggest influences, right? There you like, go. I, I think every rapper that started in the '90s would say Run DMC is their influence, probably, because pretty much that was that was all you had for an influence, right? Run DMC uh, and Rakim. Even though I'll walk in the church and burst in a ball of flames, uh, he's still not a good dude. Yeah, like he, he's good enough to induct Run DMC into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but if he walks into the church, like he's he's gone. Like there's a God's not a fan. Yeah, there's there's a religious myth that people who are going to hell will burst into flames if they walk on hell ground, so that's what he's playing on here. Hmm. Only Hall of Fame, I'll be inducted to. Inducted in is the alcohol of fame on the wall of shame. Oh, I didn't even notice that alcohol of fame, not alcohol hall of fame, alcohol of fame. Yeah. Alcohol. Huh. Man, that's super layered. That's got like five or yeah. six layers to it. Only Hall of Fame I'll be it's inducted like in is the alcohol. Like, uh, think of like AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. It's mm-hmm. the alcohol. Yeah. I've heard that that reference from an old friend of mine that went to the AA meetings. He's like, oh, I'm going to the old alcohol tonight. Alcohol of fame on the wall of shame. Dang. That dang man, he's amazing. So I mean, I think it's him saying, you know, I've I've fucked up in regards to my uh, my issues, drug related, drinking related, um, and I've still gone back. I've relapsed several times, but I'm still fucking here, still getting it. Yeah, I I agree. He doesn't. I don't know if he's saying this sincerely, but he did say he's always honest. So it's kind of like he doesn't feel like he'll ever be inducted into a Hall of Fame other than one for like alcohol abuse. Uh, I, I just I'd have to doubt that. Uh, and I would yeah, think he really hmm. does, too. There, there's no way you could keep him out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or like some other musical Hall of Fame. I don't know if there are other musical Hall of Fames out there. He's too good. And I think the controversy surrounding him early in his career strengthens any argument for putting him in some Hall of Fame. And I, I think it's like Pete Rose and Barry Bonds should be. I, I think they should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame because th- their accomplishments are still amazing. And they still okay. would have been great without cheating. It's not only that. It's it's okay to include the controversy on their plaque so people understand what was going on with them. It would be weird if I know nothing about baseball. I'm a, I'm a 10-year-old. Let's say, okay, my daughter in four years, she'll be 10. She likes baseball for some reason. I don't know why that would happen. I hate baseball, but she likes baseball. She starts yeah, Googling, real. and she goes, "Who has?" she Googles, who has the most home runs ever? Barry Bonds comes up, 73 or whatever the hell he hit. And then I take her to the museum that houses all the information on all the best players ever, and there's just no sign of Barry Bonds anywhere. That's going to be more confusing than if he was there with like a plaque that talks about the steroid era and what actually happened. It doesn't make any sense to me does not these these baseball writers are just old farts that yeah. don't want to do anything old fogies yeah oh, integrity of my game here 
Eat my ass, bitch. Look, if if your players in the 40s had access to steroids, they'd have been taking them. They were even taking the shit out of those steroids. They were drinking beer on the sideline. Yeah. Kiss my fucking ass. They were probably doing lines ass. of cocaine. Like, come on. Dude, I would have been fucking killing it in a baseball game if I was drinking beer on the sidelines. You already know. I would have swung for the goddamn fences every time. I, I, I don't know, man. I tried to play basketball one time drunk, and I, I'm very good at basketball uh, for, like, my stature or, like, just where my skill level should be, and I, I could not do anything. It, it was a very bad time. Shit, man. Alcohol I does some... not help athletic skills. Played football, shit-faced, and it was a great time. I did very I well for like, myself. If you're like a running back or a linebacker, I could see how it would help a little bit because like you're you're I'm five more nine, likely to go like, full speed. I'm five nine, about two oh five. Yeah, it's solid. I don't. Really you're not have gonna. Much you're not gonna get hurt. You're not gonna. You're not gonna kind of feel those little hits that you take. No, shit you just kind of go full off speed. You. Yeah, you at go that, full at speed a little bit more. You're As just a like, quarterback, <laughs> you can't be hammered. I'm sorry. Oh, hell no. I mean, you can be hammered as long as I your mean, receiver isn't yeah. hammered. All right, let's keep moving. I think it's you. Oh, uh, yeah, you did the whole thing. Oh, man, I got to say this one. You f***ing think it's all a game. Till I walk a flock of flames off a plank end, tell me what in the fuck are you thinking? So good, dude. Yeah, he's playing off the double or even triple meaning of flames here. And also referring to one of the worst, most successful rappers ever in Waka Flocka Flame. Uh, he just wants to put all the lame rappers, including Waka Flocka Flame, out of their misery. Let them walk off the plank. Just get out of here. Yeah, just get the fuck out of here. I, th- yeah. I also think it, uh, you know, till I walk a flock of his fire-ass songs. So, yeah, I mean, you'd call some but his they're walking off songs. the plank. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Just throws them overboard. Oh, okay. I, I don't saying. need these. I'm still a, I'm still a fucking beast. What the fuck are you yeah. thinking fucking with me? All right. No, I got I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting you Picking now. up? Little <laughs> looking boy. So <laughs> I can barely say it with a straight face looking boy. Ha ha. It's a goofy laugh right there. <laughs> I had a guy that worked for me back in the day. He'd, he'd laugh like that. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I like, we got like... 12 more pages of this shit, so I'm going to need you to cut the, the work stories out here, Nick. Oh, kiss my ass. I'm going to say it all I want. We're only, <laughs> we're only like 300 words through 1,500 words here. You picked this song, Calvin. This is your goddamn fault. That's that's fair. You, you got to give us a, an explanation of the last line you read. Uh, he's just talking mad shit. I mean, he's talking, he's, he can't take you these can people say that seriously. You can say every line. Yeah, yeah, he's referencing the Hot Boys uh, hit "Looking Boy" in these lines. You ever hear that one? Nope. Hmm. Eh, it's interesting. Go, go YouTube it because it's got a kind of funny video. Um, but YouTube little looking boy. <laughs> part of what makes this song amazing is you when you listen to the song and you watch the video, the lyrics themselves. Like when we just say it this way, it doesn't do the song full justice because like when he hits this point, he changes up the beat to match that hot boys song and the video also kind of reflects and parodies whatever he's referencing throughout the song um, so he does that a few different times where he he changes his beat he changes what the video looks like to make references homages or parodies to these things that he's talking about and it really it results in some of these really magical transitions and it, it's it's just amazing when you have all three parts the lyrics the actual song and the video all working together it's, it's a good video 
you're witnessing a mass occur like you're watching a church gathering take place looking boy uh this is another one of my favorite plays on words that he does he uses the double meaning behind uh it starts with massacre in that he's killing all these lame rappers uh but he's also putting on a show like they're at church and he's the preacher because mass is another term for a church service so the mass is occurring so he's saying you're witnessing a mass occur in that they're just watching him but also a massacre in that he's killing everyone well you know these and little rappers now. are like good little church boys you know you yeah. always go to church you you abide by the word of god which is him giving mass oh that's fair nice i didn't think about that oi vey that boy's <laughs> that's all they say looking boy i mean that, that's all they could say about him like dang. it's basically i think instead of I think it's more like him saying, all they can say is I'm fucking white. That's, yeah, he's, that's I mean, what they have on he's me. quoting other rappers here, and, and that they're not very creative with their disses towards him. Hey, man, you're can, Yeah, they can only come up with the lowest common denominator of insults, which would be calling somebody gay. That's not gay. Right. You get a thumbs up, pat on the back, and a way to go from your label, everyday looking boy. Uh, and while they're all truly lame... Their labels keep telling them how great they are. Waka Flocka kept getting money. The Hot Boys, they gave him some money. Uh, Trinidad James, let's give him some money. Did you ever hear Trinidad James? No. Sounds Don't. like a dumbass. He's very... Actually, Don't go listen do to it, bro. It, it, he's worse than Waka Flocka. He's very bad. I mean, Waka sucks. Yeah, and I, I Trinidad James is worse. OJ the Juice Man sucked. A bunch I... of them were... Yeah, fuck that shit, dude. Uh, that's I all. That's all OJ's Juice Man had going for him was the, hey, I, him and Soldier were buddies. But anyway, yeah, I think it, it was more just you know, you're like a little kid, and they're just like, yeah, good job. You you yeah. got three feet on your bike, very nice, and you made me a million dollars. Yep, that that's exactly what it is. Hey, looking boy, what you say, looking boy? I get a hell yeah from Dre, looking boy. So he's basically like. Dog, who the fuck are you getting hell yes from? I'm getting it from Dre, an architect of hip hop. Yeah, and I think, I think it's also referencing while other others labels tell them that they're doing great, he actually gets to work with his idols and even gets Dr. Dre to drop his signature phrase on several tracks. Yeah, for real. You know, he not not only does he get the the hell yeah from Dre in real life when he when he spits a good verse, but Dre will come on to a song and let him use that hell yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, he Whereas said hell yeah several times. Waka Flocka is not getting a hell yeah on one of his tracks. Hell no. Hell like, yeah. no. Oh, hell no. Nah. Uh, I'm a work for everything I have, never ask nobody for shit. I mean, he, he got where he is on his own. Very very simple there. Yeah, he did, he did uh, really go for it. Yeah, that one's easy. Get out of my face, looking boy. Same back up, bitch. Yeah. He, well, I, it's it's that, and he doesn't he doesn't want other rappers like these new rappers coming to ask him for help. Right. That's not I'm what he's there you. for. Yeah. I'm sick of you. I ain't it. Basically, boy, you're never gonna be capable. Uh, there's nothing they can do that's going to ever put them on Eminem's level. There's no amount of help Eminem could provide to get them there. So just get out of my face. Yep, pretty much. Of keeping up with the same pace, looking boy, cause he's basically just saying, e "There's no way. Yeah, you that won't goes even with the reach last my one, level. Right? Yeah, you're not even gonna do it. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm beginning to feel like a rap god. Rap god, all the people from the back nod. Back nod, again, we already covered that. Uh, the way I'm racing around the track, call me NASCAR. NASCAR. So NASCAR is for some reason a very popular brand of car racing. And Eminem is as fast as these cars. Yeah. Because they are very fast. I mean, they're going like 210 miles an hour like or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Dan Dale Earnhardt of the trailer Dan park. Earnhardt. Dan Earnhardt. <laughs> Dan Earnhardt is Dale Earnhardt's much less successful brother. Right. Uh, he He's changed the, white the tires. Trash. Yeah. He's the white trash apostle. He's the white trash god. Dale Earnhardt, man. A lot of a lot of people love that guy who happens yeah. to I remember when I was growing up yeah, in northern Florida, somebody – like it was right after Dale Earnhardt had died, within a year after he had died. And, and news kind of hung around for a lot longer then. Somebody had a goat like a couple towns over that had like this weird kind of three design in the side of the goat. And they were like, this is a sign from God. This Dale Earnhardt reincarnated in my goat, man. Come see the Dale Earnhardt goat. It was the dumbest thing in the world. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, he's he's one of the greatest NASCAR racers of all time, I think, and Eminem is saying that he's the greatest of all time in the trailer park. Yeah. Yeah. Neil before General Zod, this planet's Krypton, no Asgard, Asgard. So General Zod, I feel like I gotta explain who a lot of people are to the listeners that might not get all the he had such an array of references. He's going sports, he's going comics, he's going like old school rap. So much that he goes in on. Uh, so General Zod, prominent Superman villain who sometimes is responsible for the destru- destruction of Krypton, uh, Superman's home planet. Uh, the Neil before Zod line is a line from Superman 2 that Eminem is playing on here, comparing himself to the Conqueror, General Zod. Um, Asgard now is a different fictional realm from the Marvel comics. And this line, it should probably go with the next set, but that's not he- how he wrote his rhyme, so it goes here. I- all he says is Asgard, Asgard, it doesn't make really any sense in this context but it rhymes uh with zod and white trash god it's a comic reference yeah and he's and he's just transcending realms and moving easily between different fictional universes here and i really love it when he uses comic book and superhero imagery in his raps because he was a huge comic book nerd as a kid so it's cool that that's kind of carried through into his career hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah so you'll be thor and i'll be odin so I mean, still I'm still god of, you know, everything, god of the nine realms. I am the shit, and you're just my son. Right. Yeah. He he's son and all these other rappers. Uh, you rodent. I'm omnipotent. Other rappers are closer to rats than he is, and Eminem is omnipotent, which is a word that is used mostly in fiction to indicate that the narrator knows everything that's going on. So when an omnipotent narrator is, he's not usually one of the characters in the books, it's just this ever-present storyteller telling you what's going on. And he purposely screws up the pronunciation of omnipotent here to omnipotent, so it rhymes with Odin and Rodin and Reloden, which we'll hear next. And again, it's just amazing. It, it really fucking is. Road lowest form of life. I mean, yes. That's what, that's what you use to and, just... And he's the highest form of life. Right. Let off, then I'm reloading. So he's going to he's gonna fucking pop off on some shit, and then he's going to reload and do it again. Yeah. Fucking shit on you, dog. Supersonic speed. Supersonic uh, speed. 
immediately with these bombs I'm toting the lyrical bombs here just continuation he's, he's let off and reloading and keep the bombs coming over and over come at me son and I should not be woke there you go Sorry, I had a cat fucking chewing on me. I know, dude. I put up a, I bought a door and a goddamn gate. It's unbelievable. And That's I should not be motherfuckers. woken. He's, he's like a sleeping dragon. You really yep. don't want to fuck with him. It's like yep. when Bilbo fucked with Smog. Yeah. Just, just, let, do just it. leave Smog alone, man. I'm just, don't even do it, bro. I'm the walking dead, but I'm just a talking head, a zombie floating. I... I don't think there's like a ton of deep meaning here. He just kind of strung some things together that rhymed and almost made sense. Uh, th this line is not his best work, but it, it ties together the, the thing before and the thing after pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Waiting on you, Slick. <laughs> I thought I just did that, and I should not no, be I did, I'm, And then I did I'm the Walking Dead, but I'm just a talking head, a zombie float. But I got your mom deep throat. <laughs> Waiting on you, Slick. Fuck you. <laughs> So he's got his mom sucking on his thing. Or <laughs> his mom. He's got your Somebody mom else's, sucking yeah. on his thing. <laughs> Just going for the classic mom joke. You can't pass it up. Pretty much. Why not? I'm I mean, out my ramen noodle. Uh, sometimes people call their head their noodle. He had a ramen to kind of fit the deeper rhyme scheme, and he's just saying he's out of his mind on this track. He's a he's the off-brand of noodle. He's the cheap noodle. He's not your egg noodle. He's a seven-cent noodle. Yeah. You're off-brand. We have nothing in common, poodle. I'm a Doberman. Pinch yourself in the arm and pay homage, pupil. Such a good line. Yep, that's a good one. I mean, the way he says yourself sounds like pincher, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, because I mean, it's pinch herself, basically. Yeah. Like, pinch herself. Do Doberman <sighs> pinch herself, yeah. Dobermans are nasty, dude. They well, are that's why nasty. he is the Doberman in right. this metaphor. I mean, poodles are basically Doberman play toys. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yep, and, and he plays off, like you said, the the Doberman pincher, and then the uh, rappers need other rappers should pinch themselves to wake up, and they they should be paying more respect to Eminem and not challenging him. Put some spec on my name, son. Yeah. It's me. My honesty's brutal. Again, he's just always forthright and honest in his raps. He doesn't give a fuck. No. But it's honestly futile. I mean, I just don't give a fuck. That's such a good song. But it's honestly futile. If I don't utilize what I do, though, for good at least once in a while, that does not flow off the tongue very well. No, it's a hard one. Um, that, honestly, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad guy. I'm still an asshole, but I'm not a terrible human being. Right. I have, I have an avenue to do good for a lot of people, and he has. Yeah, he likes, to, he likes to focus on charity work when, when he needs to, mostly in Detroit, which Detroit needs some charity, so that's okay. Solve the Flint water crisis with your $210 million. Well, so that's an infrastructure problem. He can give them all the clean water in the world. The problem is the pipes need to be fixed, and nobody's going to do it. He doesn't know how to fix pipes. He doesn't have any training as a plumber, Nick. I mean, he's shit on so many rappers, he probably should. He's backed Ooh. up plenty of toilets. That's like a Lil Wayne rhyme, rhyme like there. I said, I saw we rappers. Fuck. Lil Wayne loves to talk about shit. Uh, he really fucking does, dude. So I want to make sure somewhere in this chicken scratch, I scribble and doodle enough rhymes to maybe try to help people. So
to maybe try to help get some people through tough times. Eminem had tough times when he was a kid, and rap music helped him deal with them. So he wants to pay it forward in a way and give other kids the opportunity to have music that speaks to them and helps them as well. That's all he's doing. I mean, he's he's bringing along the, the next generation once again. Shout out Machine, Machine Gun Kelly. Just kidding. You're whack. Shout out that guy. Yeah, you're whack as fuck, dude. He's he's whack nine. He's whack Machine Gun Kelly. He's Same good enough to be whack ten. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's whack thirty, as in thirty clips in a machine gun, thirty rounds in a clip of there a machine go. gun. I don't know guns that well. I think it's thirty-two rounds. Because yeah, in Nas's song, one Mike talks about like Jesus was thirty-three when he died. That's thirty-two shots from twin Glocks. That means one of my guns was holding 33, something like that. Or, oh no, 16 shots from twin Glocks means one of my guns was holding 17. 15 went into your crew, two went into you, something like that. Shout out is one, Mike. Great song. Yeah. But I got to keep a few punchlines just in case, because even you unsigned rappers are hungry, looking at me like it's lunchtime. So I mean he's he's got to keep a few knockout blows. He's got to keep that that right hand, you know, he's keeping you away with a jab, but he's got to keep that knockout right hand ready for when these little fuckers uh, you know, want to try to rise up and challenge him like MGK and uh just puts out a couple little punchlines and it's over. They're they're nothing. Yeah, he's he's got to keep his mind sharp. Otherwise, you know, he's he's going to lose his edge. For some strange reason, these new rappers keep coming after him and because they're hungry, but it's it's not going to happen. He's not going to be their lunch. No. I know there was a time where once I was king of the underground. Eminem used to be the best underground battle rapper, but he's kind of lost that recently, or 2013 recently, and now recently also. Like 20 years recently. Yeah. He's kind of blown up from that. Well, that's where he came from. I mean, right. he 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 grew up from the underground. Um, that yeah, that's in his past. He's, it's great behind. song on Relapse Underground. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm just gonna talk about how great Relapse is. Fuck time. Relapse. That song's whack. It's whack. Whack thirty. Uh, but I still rap like I'm on my Pharaoh Monk grind. Monk. Pharaoh. Pharaoh Monk. Pharaoh Monk. Pharaoh Munch. I don't know who that is. He is, at the time, 2013, he was supposedly the king of the underground rappers. He's pretty good. I've listened to some of it because this song made me go look him up. Uh, he's pretty good. Uh, so what Eminem's saying is he can still put it down as good as one of the best current underground rappers if he needs to. Well, he's still working his ass off just like mm-hmm. them. So I crunch rhymes, but sometimes when you combine, appeal with the skin color of mine. So when you combine his solid rhymes, his work ethic, with being white, you blow up faster than expected. And that's that, hap- that has happened to a lot of white rappers since him also. Yeah, most definitely. And Macklemore, I mean, it's just... Machine Gun Macklemore. Kelly, whack. Yellow Wolf. Also whack. Yellow Wolf is very whack. Whack as fuck. They all try to play that angry white dude, and it's just not. Macklemore never did. I'll give it Macklemore at least credit for that. Like he he did his kind of goofy Portland white or Seattle white guy shtick, and and that's fine. I'm cool with it. I got down on uh, Downtown is a great funky ass song. Fucking love Downtown. Just every once in a while, it pops in my head, and I have to listen to it. My wife hates that song. I get down on that shit. 
the guy Foxy Shazam is the guy's name that like does the chorus with the really high voice. At first, I thought he was. Yeah, that's the one. That dude's a beast. I thought he was the guy from The Darkness. Do you remember The Darkness that uh, they had? I believe in a thing called love. I believe in a thing called love. Just gonna till the sun goes down. That one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought he was that guy, but he's not that guy. He's his own guy. Who he's at? He's actually really good. Um, and I really enjoy it. So if 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 you like he's got pipes, man. The cor- yeah, if you like that. Download some Foxy Shazam and listen to it. it it's pretty Foxy good. Shazam. Yep. I'm there for that shit. It, it's kind of got this funky half rap, half rock, half uh, soul, half jazz kind of feel to it. it it's I'm so very, there for that. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. Uh, all right, so let's go. Let's keep going. here. You get too big and here they come trying to censor you like that one line. I mean, I mean... It only takes one line to piss off white America, and he out here making full songs about that shit. So, uh, you know, he's getting too big off that one line, and then they're all coming after him, so he makes an even bigger song, and then even more people are coming after him. Yeah, so this is referencing something very specific. Um, There's controversy surrounding Eminem's angry white kid rap early in his career. We've already kind of covered that. And it caused some overreaching censorship in his mind. And I kind of disagree with this, and we'll get into it in the next line. Uh, I don't think it was because Eminem said this that it got censored. I think it was that Eminem said this that it got censored. Uh, the Columbine shooting had just happened. Uh, news, like I said, moved much more sw- slowly back then. So the fallout from Columbine kind of cast a shadow for a very long time. And so it was more that he was talking about shooting kids at Columbine in a too soon kind of way. Not just that people were mad at Eminem for being Eminem. So to piggyback on that, I'll just go into the next line. Uh, so he says, to censor you, like that one line I said on I'm Back from the, Mar- the Mathers LP1 when I tried to say I'll take seven kids from Columbine, put them all on a line, and an AK-47, a revolver, and a nine. And so the rest of the line in uh, the in, in I'm Back kind of says uh, that's one way to have a hell of a time or something like that. And so he, he repeats this almost the exact same line from I'm Back uh, on Marshall Mathers LP to see if he can get away with it now. And he does. Like, they don't send it. On, on the actual released album, the unedited cut, this line was still censored because Columbine had just happened. And I think, it, it like I said, it's more of the timing of what he's saying. You know, Rap God is 15 years after the Columbine shooting and several other school, school shootings have occurred in that time it's frame. It's become normalized. Yeah. Uh, and the collective consciousness of what could and should be said has also changed a lot in those last 15 years. So I, I think it's more of a timing thing that he gets away with it not being censored on this versus what happened in 1999 when he put out, the, or I guess it was 2001, was Marshall Mathers LP. So that's only three years after the Columbine shooting. And that was still very much in the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, too bad it's not the same anymore. No, no, it's just like every fucking week it happens, but... Let's not go too deep into that. No. Uh, see if I get away with it now that I ain't as big as I was. But I'm... So, I mean, I think you, you basically yeah, said that, it. Yeah, that all goes together. That all should have been lumped together, probably. There you go. There are just so many fucking words in this song. Yeah, so many. I literally have this in 16 pages of notes. Uh, just because that's how many words there are and, and like things I had to say on each one. Usually uh, a selective listening is like three pages, maybe. At most. 
uh, morphing into an immortal coming through the portal. Again, he's he's transcending his moral frame. He's moving through a portal in time and is mostly able to keep up with the changing trends in rap music. You know, there was a time where he, he couldn't, but he uh, he he can now with this album and song. I almost feel like this is a comic book reference too. Just Could be. You think of the Immortals and yeah. like Marvel comics, or uh, I'm thinking of uh, one of the Eternals. There's a there's a comic book cover specifically I'm thinking about. They came out around this time. Anyway, uh, you're stuck in a time warp from 2004 though. Uh, basically, you just I mean. I don't really get this one, to tell you the truth. I think he's talking to his, his kind of his old nemeses. They're, they're stuck in the past. They haven't been able to adapt oh, they, and change with the times. Right, there you go. He, they he, couldn't keep up with him? He came through the portal into the future, but but they did. He's still making making music, and they are not. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know what the fuck that you rhyme for. You're pointless as Rapunzel with fucking cornrows. Uh, Eminem can't understand why other rappers even try sometimes. Rapunzel with cornrows makes no sense because her whole thing is using her long flowing hair to let people climb into the tower. She doesn't. She also just doesn't have enough head to... Uh... <laughs> tiny head. You can't put cornrows on that. Well, she's got that unlimited hair, man. You can't put all those cornrows on there. Fuck, that would look like... Ugh, that would look terrible. Looking overstuffed ice cream cone. You write normal? Fuck being normal. I think that it just goes back to his off-the-cuff rap battle type nature where it's he doesn't have a set time, standard, date, whatever, to, to sit down and write. It just kind of comes to him, and he writes and moves on. Yeah. It, one of my favorite lines here with the fuck being normal. Just Seriously, though. Yeah. Just do, do what you want. Uh, and I just bought a new ray gun from the future just to come and shoot ya. Uh, that, you know, he went through his portal to the future, grabbed a ray gun, came back through the portal to 2004 where you're stuck in a time warp, and uh, he, he's ready to kill other rappers with this cool ray gun. Boo! Like from Call of Duty when it just vaporizes you. Pew, pew! Boo, boo, boo! Like when Fabulous... Fabulous? 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 F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. When Fabulous made Ray J mad, cause Fab said he looked like a f at Mayweather's pad, singing to a man while he played piano. Uh, yeah, he's just, I mean, that was a gut punch by Fabulous, talking mad shit about Ray J looking as hell at, uh, Floyd Mayweather's house, having a ballad for a man. Yeah, there, there was this that, weird but... thing that happened in the mid-2000s where Ray J, there was some video of Ray J singing to Floyd Mayweather and, and Fabulous called out Ray J on it. Uh, but, but it kind of flows into the next line also with, man oh man, that was a 24-7 special on the cable channel. So Ray J went straight to the radio station the very next day, hey Fab, I'm gonna kill you. So he's, he's gonna shoot current rappers like when Ray J said he was gonna kill Fab. That So it all comes kind of comes together there those nine lines in a row very um, instantaneous so the fab and ray j thing seemed to be on all the time is what eminem's saying and, and it's also a reference to hbo's 24 7 series that is like a mini docuseries leading up to these big boxing matches and because floyd May mayweather is a boxer and he was involved in this that's how he plays on that 24 7 on a special on the cable channel um, then Ray J went on the radio and said and told Fab he was going to kill him just like Eminem is going to kill other rappers with his new ray gun 
And like, I had no idea any of this fabulous Ray J Floyd Mayweather stuff happened until I first heard this song and, and looked up more information on it. I had to. Yeah. Just, I, I was mean, like, that sounds, sounds interesting. super interesting. Sounds like a weird night. Yeah. Very weird night. Lyrics coming at you at supersonic speed. JJ fad. Don't know who that is. Well, it's coming. Well, the supersonic speed is coming. It's a moment we've all been waiting for since I first said it way back at the beginning of this episode. But J.J. Fad was a hip-hop R&B girl group in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, one of their hit songs was Supersonic. Ah. Uh, this, that's another thing that I remember from my initial research like eight years ago into this song. I, I had no idea <laughs> J.J. Fad, Fad was a thing before 2013. Shit. Uh, Summa Lama Duma Lama, you assuming I'm human. I, I, I keep getting the nonsense ones, but he just starts with some nonsense, and and then again, just talking about transcending his human fl- flesh. He's that good. He's not a human. Evidence by the next line. What do I got to do to get it through to you that I'm superhuman? I mean, obviously, he's got to say nonsense and make it sound dope. And remember, this is 97 words in 15 seconds, so we're really not doing it justice here by breaking it down this way. But yeah, he's just trying to prove he's greater than normal people, and you know, this is the last effort. If you don't get it after this flurry of lyrics at supersonic speed, you're, you're just not going to. Never. Innovative and I made of rubber so that anything you say is ricocheting off of me and it'll glue to you. And uh, he's playing on that old children saying, I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. That whole kind of thing. So any criticism that anyone has is just projection and it's, it, it's really going back on them. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. I just and don't he's... give a fuck. I'm devastating, more than ever demonstrating how to give a motherfucking audience a feeling like it's levitating. So that, I mean, I think that also plays on his feeling of, I don't give a fuck, and that's devastating the people that insult you, because mm-hmm. when you don't give no, uh, zero fucks and you don't react to them, that's that's worse than obviously reacting to them. And when people realize that, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's very relieving. It's like yes. taking a big shit. You might levitate. <laughs> yeah it's I'm not super nonsense. deep like it, it, it's very it's very on the nose with what he's saying and the impressive thing here is how fast he's going and how he strings these things together and not necessarily For what real. he's saying he had to practice this so much or maybe he didn't never fading and I know the haters are forever waiting uh, Every everyone thinks he's eventually going to fall off but it it's not going to happen it hasn't actually happened yet he's come close a couple times but he, he's always come back for the day that I can say I fell off, they'll be celebrating. That'll never come. Yeah, just same thing. Because I know the way to get them motivated. The The only way they're going to get motivated enough to make great music is if he's gone. Right now, nobody's motivated. And I, I think Kendrick Lamar would like to have a word with this line. Like, he's plenty motivated. He'll go out there and kill anybody any day. Right, and that also plays on the next one. I make elevating music, you make elevator music. So you just like make popcorn music. That's a great line that I, you know, you listen to in the 30 second span of going between floor one and floor 27, whereas he makes music that lifts up the whole genre. Like you just said, Kendrick would have something to say about that. That that inspires Kendrick to do something, yeah. which that's elevating. Uh Oh, he's too mainstream. Well, that's what they do when they get jealous. They confuse it. Uh, there's a time that it was very hard to criticize Eminem because of how great he was. So haters started going the other way on it, and now they don't like him because everyone likes him. So he, he's quoting his haters here, saying, oh, he's too mainstream. And I would say that he hit this about 2002, 2003, when the critical mass of the set, the, the Eminem show just released 8 Mile, just Curtain come out. Curtain Call came out. 
Curtain Call was oh, late 04, early 05. Um, so yeah, it's it's all that same, probably like 02 to 05 is really the span of this, uh, from 8 Mile to Curtain Call. And, you know, he's just everywhere at this point. And he, he was still just as lyrical as he had always been. Haters are just going to hate in this case. So now they have to find, because he's just as lyrical as always been, they have to find something else to hate. So now he's too mainstream. Well, and then it moves on to it's not hip hop, it's pop, because right. I found a hell of a way to fuse it with rock shock rap with Doc. So, I mean, basically, he people are still hating on his fucking style. He wants to do something different. So he went to went to the lab with Dr. Dre, came up with this new style, and uh, they're having a hard time. Yeah, uh, they, he he found a way to fuse the two worlds of of lyricism and pop rap, and he did it well. He did uh, throw on lose yourself and make him lose it and, and uh, lose yourself was definitely his top hit from this period and Talk. no one and i mean no one can play lose yourself and not get into it it's why not people possible. love that song everybody loves it i'm sorry if lose yourself is on everybody is gym? not in their head everybody at literally the gym is... anywhere you could throw it on at church and people would start nodding their heads <laughs> the, the like, pastor lose would even start nodding his head in christ it, it, and it just furthers his statement that while he was mainstream, everything that made his fans fall in love with him in the beginning, it's still there. That's what Lose Yourself is. Definitely. <laughs> I don't lose myself in Christ. I don't know how to make Lose yourself in like the that. music in the moment in Jesus. Lose yourself in days. <laughs> I don't know what words to use. Uh... So he's basically just saying, y'all are dumb as fuck. You can't even think. You don't have a vocabulary. You are not open-minded and as enlightened as me. Yeah, he's just mocking everyone else because they, they don't get it. Let me know when it occurs to you while I'm ripping any one of these verses that verses you, it's curtains, I'm inadvertently hurting you. Uh, other rappers think they can challenge Eminem, and he's kind of just waiting for them to realize that they can't. And at what point in this song are they going to realize that he's going to beat every challenger that he comes across? That's what he's saying here. Like, it, it doesn't matter if you were half his... Wait, I didn't get to that part. Yeah, he's just he's just waiting for people to, to come around. And, well, and he's just waiting for people to realize. It's like the, you know, you hear the gunshot long after it's fired. Yeah. I th- I feel like that's what he's talking about. With he's waiting for that panic to actually set in, right? For everybody to just get the hell or out of realize here and stop what the fuck he's it. saying. So he talks all that shit, then just bounces, and then you know, 15 minutes later, they're like, "Oh fuck!" Right. That makes sense. How many verses I got a murder to prove that if you were half as nice, your songs could sacrifice virgins to your songs. You could sacrifice virgins to. Uh, I mean, how many times he's got to spit mad fucking game to prove to you? Dude, if your shit was half as nice, you would, I mean, you would literally sacrifice virgins yeah, you'd be, like they you, did back in the day. If you were even half as good as him, you could be considered a quote-unquote god, too. Not the rap god, but one of those, like, pagan gods a that deity. everyone knows aren't real. But and, and, you know, that didn't stop ancient people from trying to sacrifice virgins to them. So you can be one of those gods, but not but not the rap god. That's still me, is what he said. Not the Yahweh. Ugh, school flunky, pill junkie, but look at the accolades these skills brung me. He, he hasn't always been the best, best person or role model, but you can't deny how great he is on the mic. Very I mean, he though. still made a shitload of money. Yeah. Full of myself, but still hungry. He knows he's the best. He's He made a song called Fucking Rap God, Yeah. but he's still grinding at 44 years old at this time. Yeah, still, still wants to get better, still wants more. 
I bully myself because I make me do what I put my mind to. Just a nice play on what a bully is and how he kind of always achieves whatever he puts his mind to. He's his own bully. He doesn't need bullies. I, I wore that skin, and I'm a million leagues above you. So he's even – he's at the same time bullying these fucking people by just saying how much better he is than them. Yeah. Sensing a theme here that he just thinks he's better than everyone. There might be. Ill when I speak in tongues, but it's still tongue-in-cheek. Fuck you. Uh, he doesn't even have to speak real English words to be better than everyone else, so fuck them all. Just sounds like fucking gibberish when he's talking sometimes, but yep. it's still a very tongue-in-cheek reference. I'm drunk, so, Satan, take the fucking wheel. I'm asleep in the front seat. Uh, I think it goes back to his old fucking songs. Drink a fifth of vodka, dare me to drive? So, t Satan, take the fucking wheel like my bad persona that Slim is, mm -hmm. and I'm going to go ahead and take a, take a nap while you drive this car down the metaphorical road and make me shit tons of cash. Yeah, he's just letting his, his worst impulses lead him through the rest of the song and, and career. Uh, and it's also a play on Carrie Underwood's Jesus Take the Wheel. Yeah. And she had that song. Uh, bumping Heavy D and the boys still chunky but funky. Who doesn't love some Heavy D when, when Satan's driving? Right, and the boys... But in my head, there's something I can feel tugging and struggling. This point in the video was great. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's a callback to his addiction and his unending need to be the best. I, I think it's that. And, and there are still certain criticisms that he kind of gets hung up on sometimes. Yeah, that's perfect. Which I, I think he's, he's, he's going to go into in a, in a minute here. Uh, angels fight with devils and here's what they want from me he, he's got you know the little cronk angel and devil on his shoulder and he doesn't know which one to follow right now he doesn't know what to do he doesn't know what they want they're asking me to eliminate some of the women hate so I mean he's I think it's a call back to uh, you know the people that love him which are the angels and the devils which are the SEC and you know people that want to censor him all the time and uh, did you say SEC but, or FCC the SEC? No, that that's Securities and Exchange Commission. They're, they're not. They don't give a shit about what Eminem says. The FCC that wants to censor him. Man, I the don't. The FCC give a won't let me be. Shit. So let me be. Try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me. Uh, yeah, it's FCC, the the Federal Communications Commission. There. Thank you for correcting me, Calvin. Sorry. I, I, I gotta make sure that. the listeners know what's going on. All right. So so what does this line mean? basically chill the fuck out or, yeah. and, or we're not going to stop censoring you yeah a lot of criticism uh, of Eminem's treatment of women I think I think this is one of those things that he can feel tugging and struggling of like he, he knows it's wrong but he, he's not there yet you know and he, he's about to address it here uh, because he, he knows on the surface it's wrong but that there's more to it in his mind but if you take into consideration the bitter hatred I have, then you may be a little patient and more sympathetic to the situation and understand the discrimination. Um, he's had very bad and abusive, rela abusive relationships with women in the past, including his mother and his first wife. Uh, he's trying to say that, that this hatred, it comes from past trauma. He doesn't just hate women to hate them. There's something deeper at work here that he can't always move past. And if more people understood that about him, then then maybe they could be more sympathetic and less critical of where these things are coming from. Well, I mean, he's just screaming it from the rooftops that they're not looking at the symptoms of the illness. It's just like, oh, no, I got they are. Smacked they're only with... looking at the symptoms. 
right? No, they're only looking at the diagnosis. Oh, he's he's okay. cancer. Yeah, they're not he's looking terrible. at where it's coming from. Yeah. Okay. You know why? How did he get cancer? Oh, he smoked for fifty-five years. Right. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, my daughter know, started they... saying that phrase, and and she gets it wrong like eighty percent of the time when she's trying to say I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's very funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> she's like, I'm putting down, and you're you you got it up. I'm like, no, no, that that's not it. Like, you know what, honey? You're goddamn <laughs> Did right. Did you find what I put down over there? It's, it's always Maybe. <laughs> but fuck it. Life's handing you lemons. Make lemonade then. So, I mean, he's he is is buying into all the bullshit they're trying to brew up about him. He's, or he's playing into it more so. He's, uh, he's creating more controversy on top of the controversy because it's a moneymaker. It's fucking bank. I, th- I think you're right, but I also think it's that the lemons in the situation are his abusive past, and he made the lemonade by writing it into his songs and making just a shitload of money off of it. I think that's a great point. And, but I think you're right with the criticism. It's the same way with the criticism. Instead of taking that criticism and considering it and just cutting the, some of the stuff out of his, his raps, he faces it head on and like creates more of a whirlwind around it makes even more money so it's all, it's all the lemonade is always money whatever it business is. man but if i can't batter the women how the fuck am i supposed to bake them a cake then and this is just another really clever play on words with the double meaning of batter uh as a cake batter and like physically beating women uh he's saying if he has never mistreated them in his lyrics by battering them he wouldn't have ever learned how to treat them right in baking them a cake uh so so he if he if he never got the opportunity to kind of release his frustrations then it, it never would have come back to that what he's doing is wrong like because that criticism existed helped him realize i can bake them a cake now i, I know how to treat women right now i i think it that and uh if i can't batter the women how the fuck am i supposed to bake them a cake then like these women are having their cake and eating it too even though they did something terrible to him and he retaliated in the form of these terrible songs and physical abuse but they still won in the end like if he could i mean if he can't batter the women i i think it's just uh how the fuck are they going to get their cake and eat it too if i didn't even do anything yeah all right, I see what you're going. I'm picking up what you're putting. Are you putting over there what He's I'm picking amazing. up? Yeah, that, that's it. Don't mistake him for Satan. It's a fatal mistake. Yeah, I mean, he's not the devil. It, it really, no, it's Little Nas X is clearly the devil right now. Right, Duh. a lot of other things will get you. I mean, Old Town Roads will fucking get you. If you that song's been stuck a... in my head all day because I've been, like, I've, I watched his new video that everyone has a, an issue with, and then like that led down to like Old Town Road. Something with Old Town Road came next, so it's been stuck in my head all day, and it, it's awful. Never listen to that whole song. I don't think I have either. It's not good. Hey, the, hey. the new song's not very good either, but it it is interesting. People love that shit. <clears throat> if you think I need to be overseas and take a vacation to trip abroad and make her fall on her face and don't be a... Uh, he plays again on the double meanings of almost every word in this line, and it's a beautiful the way he does it. He's saying, you know, don't be stupid, and that kind of there's 
more than one way to skin a cat in this, right? He, the, the only way to take a trip abroad is not to be overseas and take a vacation. Can also make her fall on her face. That's tripping abroad. Uh, he, he can do things his way and still get to where he wants and still get that understanding of, of what people want from him. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, dude. I think it plays back to his his grinding mentality. If you think I need to take a vacation, fuck you. Don't be, you know, retardation. Slow down, dampen, diminish. Don't be a... It's don't slow your career down when you're on a fucking roll. Just keep going. Grind it out. Be king. Think not. No. He did, he, he wants more than that, bro. He yeah, wants he's, more. Not, he's not here to be the king of rap. Why be a king... When you can be a god. What's a king to a god? I mean, it's that simple. Ain't shit. Exactly. Whew! We did not king. do that at supersonic speed. No, we didn't. That's alright, though. That's a fucking long song, man. There are a lot of words in that song. Guinness World Record holding song, and now I think we have a Guinness World Record holding podcast for, for covering it this way. That's how Probably. it works, right? That's how the Guinness World Records work? And like five grand or something. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else on Rap God? I, I'm pretty sure we covered it. Uh, the beat for this song is dope as fuck. I don't think yes. we mentioned that one time, but we it's sick. We mentioned how fast it is, but yes. We it's did fast, not... but it's sick as fuck. Yeah. I'll it's agree. It's very there. hypnotic. Absolutely. I'm probably going to listen to the song and then throw on Lose Yourself and Lose It right after we're done with this. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you. Well, let's have a party. So, a white trash party? white trash party let's crack a bottle <laughs> we'll do it underground if you're looking for me we're underground uh that's enough those are the only Should... three relapse songs i remember so i think i was gonna perfect. say these tunnels are infinite <laughs> um check us out on if you want to join <laughs> us in listening to rap god and lose yourself right now hit us on twitter at apa something at alone underscore podcast uh, you can also visit a podcast about something.com where we got some great stuff and check out those cats. Uh, they're not the rap gods, but they're really good and they provide all the music for a podcast about something. You guys stay sassy. Stay classy.